Good morning, ladies. We're going to go ahead and get started. Can you see? I can see. It's hard to see. All right. Um, finish grabbing your food and coffee and water and make your way to your table. That would be amazing. If you're walking in now and you're like, where do I go? There's lots of front row seats waiting for you. So come on up. Okay. So glad that you guys are here. Welcome to The Nest. And the Nest is a ministry, it's a gathering for moms to help nurture, encourage, and strengthen and train us as we raise the next generation to love and follow, follow Christ. And so we are thankful that you are here today. And with that, we're going to start with an announcement from our hands and feet gal, Emily. Hi, I am Emily and I serve on the hands and feet ministry team. And on your way in, um, if you saw these little cute little baby bottles piggy banks, and a devotional. This goes along with our January service project and kind of flowing into February also. And so we are partnering with Thrive Women's Clinic. And um, Thrive is just um, a really neat ministry that um, helps come alongside men and women who are facing unplanned pregnancies um, and just helps encourage them through that um, and hopefully bring them to Christ also. And just support um, just life and choosing life. So anyway, so this devotional explains more of what we're doing for this month. Um, So with these piggy banks, um, if you can just take it home and with your kids, um, go over this devotional, ask questions, um, and use the next couple weeks to fill it with coins. And then... um, you can bring it back to the February nest. We'll have a box out there for you to drop it off. If you can't do that, um, email at the bottom of um, your paper, and we can come get it from you. You can drop it off at one of our houses. Um, there's other ways for us to get it back or get it from you if um, you're not going to be here in February. So, oh, also in February, look for, um, we will have the chance to go up to Thrive with our kids. Um, just for a short, like, um, tour. tour, thank you, of what they're doing. So, okay, that's all. Perfect. Thank you. And you can pick up, you probably already got the Devo, and then um, add the registration check on the way out. Are you at your, bo- some of you have your bottles. Great. If you didn't get one, you want to go get one, you can run right now and grab one if you would like. Okay, a couple of more announcements. So, in between our gatherings here, and if you're unable to make monthly, I understand, but in between them, we have two resources that we want to make sure that you are aware of. The first one is we have a regular blog that's posted at watermark.org slash blog slash family ministry. And so, slash family. And so, be sure to go and sign up for that. They send it out in email form. We also post it to our Instagram account and our Facebook account every week that it posts. Second, there is a podcast available to you. So if you want to hear, the Nest is now at two other campuses at Watermark Fort Worth. I'm sorry, Watermark Plano and Watermark uh, yeah, Fort Worth. Um, and if you want to hear what their messages are, um, if you missed a message or you want to go back and listen to a message, you can find them at the Watermark Media page. But you can also go to the podcast store right now, look for Watermark Family Ministries, and you will find the podcast. And then you can subscribe to it, and you will be notified every time a new message posts. So we want to make sure that you know that that is available. Um, last announcement, and then I will introduce the gal that's going to take us on our journey today. Um, under Underneath the tray in the center of the table, there is hidden handouts. You are to leave them where they are right now. 
but I want you to know that they are there. Thank you to all these people that take initiative and looked. Um, there are handouts awaiting for you. Um, so Sandy, who's going to um, guide us through our journey today, she will cue you on when to hand- pick up a handout. And so I just wanted you to know that where they are, but don't peek until she tells you what to do. And so with that, I'd love to introduce you today, Sandy McDonald. Um, she is one of the ones that is one of the original founders of the NASA. 12 years ago when it wasn't even had a name. It was like just mom's meeting. She is one of the most faithful, steadfast people that I know. Um, God has gifted her with an eye to see the world like he sees it. And so when we planned out, what are we going to do in January? We really wanted to gift you moms a time of renewal. And the person that made the most sense to do that was Cindy. She normally spends her time in the back in the AV booth, making sure whatever happens on stage happens well and is communicated effectively. But today we are trading posts and she's going to make her way up to the stage. Stage and I will get to go sit back in the AV booth and do her job. And so we're excited to have her up here um, today. So with that, um, let me pray as she walks up and we will get started. Father God, thank you for, oh, just this time when we get to come together and be renewed. I pray today that all of us that walked into this room will be refreshed and renewed by the gift of getting to spend time in your word, understand how we can better, and understand how we can better connect with you. Um, Thank you for the hard work and preparation that Sunday has done, and I pray that the words of her mouth and the meditations of her heart would just be sweet to your ears and stir our hearts and affections for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning. We're testing the mic to get it to the right. How's that sound? Can y'all hear me okay? She's working back there. I know how it is. How's it sound now? Can you hear me? All right. I'm going to keep talking until we figure out the how loud the mic needs to be. How's this sound? Can you hear me still? No. It's on. Okay, I guess I need to keep talking. Good morning, good morning, good morning. That's why I thought maybe that longer one would be better. I know, but I gotta, then it's off my ear. Okay. Come on. Sorry, this messed with your mojo. No, that's fine. Okay, can you hear me well now? Okay, great. All right. I'm a little, if it falls off, we'll, we'll work with that. Okay, hi. Good morning. Um, that's not exactly how I wanted to start, but we've got uh, plenty of time to together. I'm Sunday McDonald. I've got, uh, I'm a mom of two boys, 13 and 9, wife to Darren. I'm an old timer at the nest and um, I'm often, as Allison said, in AV back there. When I walked up to the stage a few minutes ago, I thought, oh my gosh, I never get to see how many people there are here. And there's so many faces and so many faces that I don't know. Um, and I love it. Um, Last year, I spoke with Mandy on simplicity, and so I'm getting to come back up today. But what I really want, to know, want you to know about me is this. I'm just, I'm just a woman that loves the Lord, um, who sees God in simple, everyday things, and hopes to share some of that with you today. For you to receive the gift of time with Him, the one that loves you the very most. Um, I'm not so much a speaker today as just trying to lead you through the time. Um, I'm going to be reading quite a bit because, well, I'm, I'm a better writer than I am speaker, frankly. 
Um, I'm also going to be reading some of God's word, which won't all be displayed on the screen screen for for y'all to follow along because I just want the scripture to be read over you, um, for it to seep into your hearts and into those worn out, empty places that just haven't been filled in a while. Um, Even though I've I've said maybe my speaking skills aren't my strongest gift, I still still raise my hand um, to lead this event because I've just always wanted us to have an event like I hope that today will be. And these are our desires for each of you today. Not to make a long list of to-dos or resolutions, to feel more rested and more full than when you came in, to know that you are so fully loved by God right now, today, no matter where you are or how well you think you're doing at all the things knowing a little bit more about how you naturally connect with God. Begin to see God in everyday, simple things. And have some uninterrupted time with the Lord. I know that y'all don't get that every day. If that feels strange or uncomfy to you, please just hang in there with me. It's, it's at the end, and we've got lots of ways to guide your time. Or we can just chat together in the back. Um, And the last desire is just to leave with a full but peaceful heart. Simple enough, I hope, right? Okay, the gift of renewal. Well, the secret is that he's the gift. Um, Paul David Tripp uh, says it so beautifully in his parenting book. God's greatest and most wonderful gift to you as a parent is himself. He knew that our calling would be so huge and our weakness so deep that the only thing would help was himself. And he gives you what you need by giving you himself. And in giving you himself, he showers his amazing, forgiving, rescuing, transforming, empowering, and wisdom-giving grace down on you. And that's where we're going to start today, with grace showering down on you. And speaking of grace, we have the very talented Grace Van Lowe that's going to play and sing for us three songs of his wonderful love for you. The desire for having these songs is to be sweet, sweet reminders of his crazy, never-ending grace and forgiveness for you. As a mom, as a woman, as a wife, as a daughter of the King, as one created by the Creator. If you feel like singing, please sing. The words will be on the screen. If you don't feel like singing, just simply let the words of these songs pour over you and into your heart. You're so very loved either way. Be free to come as you are and sing or not sing as you desire. Time for grace. Thank you guys so much for being here today. Um, My name's Grace, and I'm so honored um, to get to lead worship for y'all. So like she said, um, sit and listen if you want, or stand and sing. Um, The first song that we're singing is You Say. Fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough Every single lie that tells me I will never measure up 
than just the sum of every high and every low. Remind me who I am just once again because I need to know.
Before this last song, um, I want to read to you all a passage from Matthew 18. Um, And it says, See that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that their angels in heaven continually see the face of my Father who is in heaven. For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. What do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine on the mountains and go and search for the one that is straying? If it turns out that he finds it, truly I say to you, he rejoices over it more than over the ninety-nine which have not gone astray. So it is not the will of your Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones perish. Um, And I thought that this passage was so fitting for why we're here today um, because it shows us that Jesus cares for the little ones and for the dependent and for the weak and for the lost. Um, And earlier in this chapter, he says, whoever humbles himself as this child, he is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Um, And so whenever you guys as moms humbly serve and care for your children, that act is of greatest importance in the kingdom of heaven. Um, And so I just wanted to remind you of that today. Um, the last song that we're going to sing is Reckless Love. Before I spoke a word You were singing over me You have been so, so good to me Before I took a breath You breathed your life in me 
Um, God, thank you so much for every woman in this room um, and for the awesome responsibility that you tasked them with to be moms. Um, And I pray that this morning would just be a time of rest um, and encouragement for them and that they would be able to go back to their children feeling so loved by you and affirmed of their identity in you. Um, Thank you for this time and thank you for your word. Um, In your son's name, amen. I just feel like, as mamas, we're not reminded enough how very, very, very much we are loved and cared for, pursued, cherished, and desired by God. Mommyhood can be such an exhausting and a thankless job. God sees us, and he loves us, and he wants us to come to him to be reminded and refreshed and renewed something that nobody and uh, nothing else can quite do. We just had some beautiful reminders that you are loved, but you are uh, not loved just as you are, but you're loved just as, as you are, the way he made you. This puzzle is uh, a gift I got from a friend. Um, she had no idea how profound it would end up being to me. Um, It's such a wonderful representation of us. Do Do you see it? Each made differently, uniquely gifted, different wirings and temperaments, some warmer and some cooler, each one loved. And because of that love that God has for us, then we point back to him who is love. We love because he first loved us. This also reminds me, I've got it on the screen, so I'm going to put it down. This also reminds me of the Enneagram that's been so hot lately, the latest in personality types and assessments. Anybody taking it? Yeah. I'm a big fan. Um, It's opened my eyes to understand myself so much better, why I think and operate a certain way, why I get super locked up on making decisions, for one. And it's done the same thing uh, in helping me understand where other people are coming from. Understanding the performer threes who are more driven and see things more black and white than I do. To not ju- judge the worry of the loyalist six, but can, sit, but can sit in it with them and point back to him. To know that when an enthusiast seven is down, it's a big deal because they're naturally so optimistic. Or when a reformer one gets so focused on everything being perfect to be thankful for how they see all those details. The puzzle also paints a picture of what's in scripture about how we're a body together in Christ with different parts. Parts that have different functions and specialties just as he made them to be. Listen as I read from 1 Corinthians 12. Hey, are y'all hearing me okay? Okay. It's all crazy back here. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in every one, it is the same God at work. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, 
but all its parts form one body. So it is with Christ. For we're all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, well, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, it wouldn't for that reason stop being a uh, a foot. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, it wouldn't for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of smell be? Where, if the whole body was an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? And if the whole body was an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are actually indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. The parts that are are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together giving greater honor to the parts that have lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now, you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part. Many parts, one body, He placed them just as he wanted them to be. We are part of a whole, complete and yet together we point back to him in love because he he first loved us. A rainbow can't be a rainbow without all the colors. And what a beautiful array of colors it is. The view from here is pretty great. Scripture reminds us of our different parts and functions, and the Enneagram reveals different wirings. So it makes sense that we would then have different ways that we connect with God. Let's explore that a little bit more, the way we relate to and connect with God. We're going to start here. They're going to put some images that are just scrolling on the screen. Take a look at them. Um, Consider which ones you're drawn to, what you enjoy, how you receive God's love towards you, or communicate the love back to him. Think about how you experience his forgiveness and grace and take note of which ones you gravitate towards, which ones will make you say, ah, and which ones make you say, yes. Take your time. Don't overthink. Just use your instincts. You will likely be drawn to more than one. We're going to take about five minutes or so just to let these scroll. Try to choose, um, one or two that just best represent how you relate to God.
Hopefully this will work a little bit better. I'm going to keep talking till we get the volume just right. Does that sound good? Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, so this may be the start of de- determining how you most naturally are drawn to, to God, your sacred pathway to Him. Uh, Gary Thomas has defined nine different sacred pathways or kind of spiritual styles that help us discover how we love and connect to God because He wants us to come to Him. Hebrews ten nineteen through 22 tells us, And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. This new life-giving way that Christ has opened up for us through the sacred curtain by means of his death for us. And since we have such a great high priest who rules over his people, let us go right into the presence of God with true hearts fully trusting him. He wants us to come. God purposely didn't give us a formula or a list for pursuing or worshiping him. He wants us to feel free to worship him according to the way that he made us. We see in scripture a freedom of expression and a pursuit from many who walked intimately with with God. Abraham built altars, David danced and wrote psalms, Mary sat adoringly at Jesus' feet, John the Baptist fasted, Peter's mother-in-law served. All these people worshipped God in different ways, and I want you to have that freedom too. Because when I discovered my sacred pathways back in 2006, it had a huge impact on my life. I actually still have the original packet from the class that it was part of. Um, And I promise I'm not a hoarder. Um, (laughs) It gave me a sense of freedom to seek him in other ways than just going to church and reading my Bible. As I began to see that way, I connect with him And I began to see that the way I connect with him is my thing between me, him and me. My understanding for him and my adoration for him grew and grew in a way that it hadn't before. And at the same time, I became more confident being his, just as he made me to be. And I hope it will be valuable to you too. So the next step um, is discovering what your sacred pathway is. Uh, those images are kind of a first hinting of it, but now we're going to take a test. Let's call it a quiz, but it's for you, and there's no right or wrong answers, and no one's going to grade it but you. So now you can reach into the secret stack of papers <laughs> that are in the middle. We're getting only the top papers that is the test. There's another resource guide under there, but not quite yet. Okay, and there's a sample on the screen if you need to verify what you have. Okay, a few instructions, and then I'll I'll let y'all to it, okay? First, (laughs) y'all are cracking me up. Mark each statement with, it says on top, but mark each statement with a number, one through five, with five being very true, and one being not true at all. 
total your answers under, actually not under each section, but next to the each section title that's kind of hidden. And then note which one is your highest two or maybe three, just their highest numbers. I think at the bottom it says if you're about 12 or more is a good indicator that that's a really strong pathway for you. We're going to take about 10 minutes to do this, so take your time. There's no... Like, just take your time, and um, then we'll come back and talk a little bit more. The images are still going to scroll on the screen if you get done early and you want to think some more about what your strongest pathway might be. Father 
Okay, it looks like y'all have had enough time to work on the, the test. Nobody looks like they had any anxiety, so that's good. Um, okay, a little bit of background on the test. I promise we'll get the names that are in the blanks really soon. Um, first, a little just about my history with this and why I, I loved it so much. I'm a naturalist, and that's the first one on the sheet. Um, that's my highest pathway. I connect with God and nature and what he's made, and I kind of laugh about it now because when I look around my house, it's literally written all over the walls. Um, maybe, maybe that's in part because I learned to embrace the fact that leaves, rocks, and uh, sticks really speak to me deeply, and somehow I think that makes for lovely decor. Back then, I also began to notice that how, uh, when I read scripture, I pictured images in my head, and that when I was out and about, I would see scripture and God's love and truth in, in what I saw. Um, now, those kinds of things around my house echo his name and his goodness, his love and his faithfulness, and man, I need those daily reminders. I want you to have that too. Um, it gave me freedom to even have church or worship time outdoors at the lake near our house. I, I spend a fair amount of time at this lake. Um, that's my youngest. Uh, we had like kind of church out there one day. Um, I want you to have that too in whatever way you connect with him. It's hard to have moments to yourself at home with the constant needs and noises of these precious little ones. Um, but to know how to draw near to him and reach for those connections as you can throughout your day, throughout your week, um, and put little reminders in between. That's what we're going for. When my tank is empty or when I feel down or when I begin to listen to the whispers of the sneaky snake, I'm learning to take a break and find a way to get outside, to drive by the nearby lake and sit for a few minutes, even if it's in my car, because it's cold right now, to take a nature walk or go to the park with the kids. Anytime I'm inside, to sit near the window so I can see out. To schedule time either solo or as a family to do something outdoors, a national park, a hike, a bike. Even when I don't see how low or disconnected I am, often those close to me can. They can see what I can't. And they encourage me to go outside, go for a walk, carve some time to sit in the quiet. It will be different for you. For some, it'll be music. For some, reading liturgy. For some, caring for and serving others. Thank you. For some, digging through scripture with three different commentaries. For some, joyful praise. For some, fighting for righteousness and justice. For those that don't have a voice. For some, quiet solitude and stillness. To know these things about ourselves and build that worship into our days. That's our goal. A little side note about the test. I have a very close friend, actually it's the same one that gave me this puzzle, um, that took the test and just didn't feel like anything really fit with her that strongly. But over time, what the test did do is it allowed her to start thinking about the ways she does see and connect with God. And for her, she figured out that one way was through Christian fiction and stories and movies, the picture of Aslan from The Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe earlier was for her and those that connect that way. 
So the goal isn't to really fit into one of these, but to think about how you connect with him and begin to seek that more often. We're a mixture. We, rely on, we rarely rely on just one approach or temperament to connect with God every time. We are more likely to be a mix of several. And temperaments change. Spiritual temperaments evolve over time, much like couples who love each other differently over the seasons of a marriage. We are likely to find different ways to draw near to God during our lifetime. So now, let's take some time to see which ones are our top few and learn a little bit more about them. Okay, now you get to reach under your pile again for the second set of um, papers, and it's a resource guide. Leave the one with the pictures still there, if you will. Um, it, it will give you. It will help you fill in the blanks of the test that you took, and it will give you a little bit more information about each spiritual pathway. It has ideas for suggested activities. Look at those. Think about those. Before you start sharing, take a look at the resource page and start to think about which ones are my top <laughs> and maybe some, some ideas that you would have of how to connect with him at home, even with the little ones around. All right, I'll clearly let y'all to yourselves. <laughs> oh, and you've got plenty of time for this. Uh, say 10 minutes or so. We'll just see how well it's going. Oh! 
Okay, y'all. Y'all have really enjoyed this time, I can tell. Some people needed to have some, some girl time, right? Okay, we're going to keep moving on. I hope that was a good time. I hope you came up with some practical ways that you can connect with them throughout the day. We've got even more. We've got even more ways coming up. I know this might not come fully today for you, so don't, don't worry about that. The gift comes even if it's not fully realized and wrapped in a perfect box with a pretty bow. The gift is just drawing near to him. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And man, don't we have times of need throughout the day. Pockets of sweet moments, but pockets of super challenging ones too. The next thing to notice is that we're not all naturally caregivers or enthusiasts or naturalists or activists. Remember the puzzle? We're not all blue or orange or purple or green. We're not all primary colors. We are not all in the warm spectrum or all in the cool. I like to think I'm a little of both. Um, It takes them all to make the rainbow, just like it takes different parts to make up the body of Christ. Did you notice how we took this simple puzzle and we connected it with God? And y'all don't even know, I haven't even started on half of my puzzle analogies. <laughs> One of my favorite verses is 2 Corinthians 4.18. It says, so we fix our eyes on what is seen. No, we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is temporary, um, so what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And I've kind of thought, why is this verse my favorite? Because I can take a leaf and see God in 10 different ways. So I'm kind of about seeing. But then I think the reason I like it so much is because I know we can look at temporary things like a leaf and begin to change our view of it to see something more everlasting in it. Taking something temporary and begin to see how it reflects what's eternal. So many things whisper his name if we just slow down enough or begin to practice to look for them. And these are the kinds of whispers I need during my everyday to battle against the mundane, the breakfast and lunch and dinners, the messes and cleanups and messes again, the poop, (laughs) the playing with the same puzzles and the crinkly toys, the high-pitched mommy playful voice, The never-ending noises, the bath time, the laundry, the laundry, the laundry. (laughs) But what if we were able to see him and connect with him in everyday things and moments like those? I so often uh, pray for God to open my eyes and show me what I can't see. There's a story in 2 Kings that's captured my heart lately. It's about a battle between uh, the king of Aram and Israel. It's about Elijah and his servant. Elisha and his servant. And this is the the scripture. When the servant of the man of God, the man of God is Elisha here, when the servant of the man of God got up and went out early in the morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded them, surrounded the city. Oh, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. He was terrified. 
Elijah answered and said, Don't be afraid. He said, Those that are with us, those that are with us, are more than those who are with them. And the servant's like, No, we are surrounded by an army, and there's a lot fewer of us. And so Elijah prayed. He said, Lord, open his eyes so that he may see. And then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked, and he saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. He opened the eyes of the servant to see that despite the circumstances that he saw with his own eyes, that the Lord was indeed leading the battle, that they weren't alone, that God was there and he was powerful and he was there to help them to fight and overcome. And he's with us too, even in our little bitty battles. These are the eyes that I pray for and I'm going to pray for us in, in, in a minute for them too whether we're in a full-out battle or just temporarily in the trenches. One exercise we did recently as a Nest leadership team was to go out and see God in just ordinary things. You just were to go to find something that spoke to you and kind of dwell on God and come back and share. I'm not sure what they originally thought about the idea. I'm not sure if they thought they would really find anything, but they were like, all right. And man, they did. Each one different and each one beautiful. They blew my mind with what they saw and responded to. And it encouraged every single one of us. I want to give you a little bit of that today. I'm going to share with you what I wrote that day during my own time. It's just as an example, but more importantly, just as words that are sweet and true about the God that loves you and wants to be with you. Mine started with a simple swing. This is not the swing image that I took that day. It was with my phone, and not, but it's very similar in its construction. I, believe, I bet many of you have a swing in your yard, maybe, um, maybe more of the plastic variety. Um, but I bet if you do, your kids ask to be swung often and over and over. Well, it beckoned me that day, and this is what I wrote. Come. It's an invitation Come and sit. The invitation is there daily, moment by moment, really. God is there like this tree, strong, faithful, patient, loving, longing for his children to come and sit in the shadow of his shade. Psalm 91.1 says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. To rest in his loving arms to let his strength hold the weight of us and all that we carry. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. His burden is light. So swing, let your legs dangle. Feel the freedom that comes from trusting the Lord. Rejoice at his strength to hold you. Rejoice at the comfort from his shade. Rejoice in his love that yearns for you to come to him. How much does he love us? The Lord is near. Do you feel it? 
Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition and with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Don't be anxious. It isn't meant to make you feel bad for feeling anxious. It's a reminder to come and sit. He asks us to sit in our Father's lap and tell Him our struggles and our troubles and those things that lay heavy. He says to come and ask for what is on your mind and your heart. He will give us something that we can't get on our own. Peace. But not just peace. I feel peace in teeny tiny moments. But His peace, we can't even fathom it, transcends understanding. It literally blows our minds. And, he, and it will guard our hearts, just like this exercise, in seeing him in everyday things. Know that you are free, free from all that burdens you. You might not always feel it, but that doesn't make it less true. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Galatians 5.1 says to stand firm then and don't let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Continue to come, be held Be free. Swing. Be filled with the joy of the protection and care of your Father. Remember His faithfulness. Every day He is there. He is here. You will be blessed, and you already are blessed. You are His. John 1.12 Yet to all who did receive Him, to all who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. For those who believe in him, you are God's child, and you are his. Come. That's the end of of what I wrote that day. I told you I was a little better writer than speaker. Uh, God loves you, and he wants to be with you. He wants you to call on him. He wants you to draw near to him. Paul David Tripp's parenting book, so good. It says this, You are not alone. You're not alone in the house with your children. Someone else walks those hallways and stands in the room with you. Someone else rides in the van with you on the way to yet another trip to the store. Someone walks with you as you enter your child's room to confront him about something he did. Someone's with you as you relive the events of the day before you fall asleep, preparing to face another parenting day. Someone's with you as you get up already exhausted as usual, before the sun rises. The one who called you to this very important job is with you, and because he is, there's hope. Sure, there will be times when you'll find yourself at the end of your rope, but fight fear and discouragement with expectancy. Your Savior's hope never ends, and he will never leave you alone. Okay, now I want to give you some time with God. You get to go again under the sneaky spot of pictures, but hang in with me because there's a lot more to say here. I know you all get chatty once you reach under there. There is a a picture, there is a piece of paper, a handout with six images on it. These are today's simple, ordinary things, since we're not at home. A rock, some Play-Doh, all laundry detergent, a giant pile of dirty dishes. Thank you, Jill. Where are you? Um, an echo dot, and a tub of superheroes. 
You can take these and draw inspiration from them, thinking about how they might relate to God. There are notes and scripture on the back to help you if you like. Um, we are going to take, take this time to spend with God, so we're, I'm going to give you a lot of thoughts and ideas here. You can use that as your resource today and pick one. Pick more than one. It's totally up to you. You can also use the swing analogy, and there will be a picture with verses on it as on the, on the screen as well. You can find something else around here that you're drawn to. Um, and here's kind of a fun part. Location. You can leave the room. In here, you can sit. There will be quiet music playing. You can go alone and find a Go to be alone and find a quieter spot. You can go sit by the window or by the pond, which y'all might guess is what I would do. Just stay on campus. If you don't have kids in training ground today, technically you don't have to stay, but I'd love for you to have this dedicated time. Um, I know there's a lot of kids in here today, so we'll have to figure out what works for you. They might cooperate and be great and if that doesn't work, there's a couple of other options. You can try the tree fort and let them roam a little bit while you try to spend some time with the Lord. You can, and if that's not working today either, you can come to the back. The mentor moms will be back there, and we can, we can chat instead. Just take your time. Let it come. Enjoy the quiet, right? No expectations. He loves you just as he made you. Think about something, how something might remind you of God, his qualities and his character, and maybe think about what his word says. Draw what you see, journal, doodle, do whatever strikes you or speaks to you. Don't try too hard. Let there be some silence. It's not a contest or anything. It's just between you and the one who sees you and knows you and loves you the most. If this feels super awkward and uncomfy, Please stay and enjoy the quiet. There are no rules or expectations here. And again, I and the mentor moms will be in the back of the room and we can visit. Um, I think I've covered the little ones for those, uh, but we have until noon. The entire time is yours and his. Um, but be sure to keep an eye on the clock, but try not to be on your phone too much except for scripture references if you want. You've got um, until noon, but be sure to pick up your kiddos from training ground then. There are, um, they, training ground did want us to tell you that if you had a stroller, they've moved them to the tree fort for something was going on with some cleaning or something like that. So don't worry, it is still around. Okay, now is your time. You can use your reference page and think about how every ordinary things point you back to him. And they, what they also will do is try to begin to see those things, and then you'll be able to talk about them with your kids also. Hey, how does this laundry detergent remind me of God, how he is, well, I'm not going to tell you, but he is all those things. And as we begin to see, we begin to share with our little ones, and they begin to see too, just like Zach sitting at the lake, and he was drawing and learning about God that way. I hope you enjoyed the time today. I hope you found it peaceful. I hope you leave more refreshed than when you came. You are so very loved by God.
just pause you for a second. Um, I know some are already exiting. Um, please don't get your kids though until around noon, stick around here or those going outside. Fabulous. Do it. Um, but if people start picking up kids early, it'll make everyone sad and they'll be sad for a while. So let's leave them put until noon. Okay. You may go on.